Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Brace for Winnings is a production of iHeartRadio. Brace for Winnings, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, your one-stop podcast for all things happening on the hardwood. Now, here's your host, Sean Brace. Yes, indeed. Thirsty Thursday, and I'm thirsty for some wins. Hopefully you are as well, and hopefully we can quench that thirst with a couple dubs throughout the course of today and a good afternoon everybody brace for winnings presented by DraftKings sportsbook the daily podcast and all things college hoops setting you up for success and as i said i am sean brace and always joined by joe tanzi who is after it this morning placing wagers begging for points at like 8 a.m and yeah the game i'm not well i'm not noon. I'm not begging for points. I don't want points. Oh, don't want points. Okay. Okay. That's what betting the under is, right? Last time I checked. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, do not want points on the under. All right. So we'll get into some of those plays. We got a lot of things that are happening off the floor that I want to get to, including news out of Kansas, which uh, had Julian Edlow on the show. I'm pretty sure you said the same thing. Kansas right now, overall number one seed. Uh, that's a big deal. Bill Self dealing with an illness. We don't know what the deal is. Could be one game, could be no games. Or it could be uh, uh, one game, could be one week. Who knows? But uh, he's going to miss today's game versus West Virginia. We'll fire up DraftKings Sportsbook and get into some of the no- those numbers. But right from the jump, I want to get Joe Tanzi's thumbs up, thumbs down, seal of approval, or seal of dysfunction towards me as far as my wagers that I placed this morning. I woke up this morning and said, huh, why not? You know, if everyone continues to tell me the same thing, that this tournament is wide open and we could take that as far as we want. You know, I'm not here to tell you that teams 19 through 30 are going to have an opportunity to win this. Some people might. I'm probably not one of those people. But uh, had Julian Edlow on the show yesterday, as I just said, he said eight to 10 teams he can envision winning it all. That's a pretty big number. Um, you know, when I looked at the DraftKings board, I said, I wonder what the futures are for some of these teams, uh, these mid-major teams to make the final four. And we've seen 
you know, over the years. This isn't something that's crazy. I mean, Shaka Smart, you know, brought his team to to the Final Four. We've seen Butler make the Final Four. Um, you know, look, I don't think it's all that crazy to sit here and say that a team could go on a little bit of a run. But I'm curious to know your thoughts on these plays that I just wagered today with a crazy, crazy, crazy number next to them. And as my computer's taking nice and slow, I have one, two, three, four, four teams added to my portfolio to make the final four. You ready? I don't want, I don't want thumbs up, thumbs down on each selection. I want collectively the four teams. Yes or no. All right, here we go. I already, I already know my answer without you telling me the teams, but I'm intrigued. Oral Roberts plus 10 K Colgate plus 20 K Drake plus 10 K Pittsburgh plus 3000. And again, well, one of those, one of those things is not like the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. But it is a big number. 30 to one, not as high as 100 to one or 200 to one, but still, uh, you know, we're, we're throwing them in there. We're throwing them in there. We're giving a little curveball in there. All right. So Drake, Pittsburgh, Colgate, and Oral Roberts. Of course, if you eliminate Pitt, Colgate, Drake, Oral Roberts, there's a lot to like. Your thoughts on them winning what? How many games to get to the Final Four? Four games? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? You're better off spending your money elsewhere. Um, I've kind of come... tape. I'm going to mark this tape. Please do. Um. I've come around to what this tournament's kind of going to look like. We've sold chaos for what, three months now because all these number one seeds are or number one teams have gone down and we're just, we're just expecting chaos. Like that, that is, that is kind of the, the overriding theme of what the, this tournament could be. But are we though? Because when you say there's eight to ten teams to that could win a championship, well, the majority of those eight to ten teams are the teams that have been around at the top of college basketball for a long time. I think the chaos aspect may be in the, the first weekend where – some of the teams you just mentioned, the Oral Roberts, the Colgate, the Drakes, may win one game, may get to the Sweet 16. But I feel like this tournament is going to be where we get the chaos, but then it all goes away once the second weekend hits and the actual quality finally rises up. The, the difference between this year and previous years is there's no clear-cut top dog for six months that we've been hammering home this isn't Gonzaga and Baylor a few years ago. So that that's why I think I think chaos has been our our favorite term. But the more I watch these teams and the more I watch excuse me, the middle of the run power conference teams, there's a lot to like, but then there's a lot to dislike. Like take take NC State, for example, who big win yesterday. Correct. But they also lost by 25 points at home a week and a half ago to Clemson. Like the variables between these teams are there's plenty of highs, but there's also 
a ton of lows. Like it, there's so many extremes with the teams in the middle where Kansas has been consistent. UCLA has been consistent, but now the Jalen Clark injury, that's huge. And when we get into the, and we get into today's slate, uh, them in Tennessee are must watches just because of how they deal with injuries. Um, you look at a team like Purdue. Yes, they have flaws, but at least they've been consistent at near the top. Alabama, Houston. Like, I would not be surprised if it's a very chalky Final Four uh, and we get some chaos along the way. I think, to me, that's the perfect type of tournament where you get the chaos and then the good, the Elite Eight becomes the really, really great teams play each other. Um, it, it's one thing to have a St. Peter's or an Oral Roberts uh, get that far, but I mean, the gap in quality becomes massive if they get further than that. Um, and very rarely in the VCU case, in George Mason's case, in Butler's case, does a Final Four trip actually happen? So I think the first weekend of the tournament could you be could be just sheer madness because a lot of these 5 to 11 seeds have a lot of variance on what they could do. But I think we know what the top teams look like. And they've been showing us the last six weeks or so of, of what they can be. I don't think we're going to see something as chaotic as a, a mid-major reaching the Final Four this year. Interesting. I mean, look, it, there's, it seems, looking back at years past, there's always a team that's knocking on the door. Uh, Elite Eight, you know, and, and – and maybe even winning that game. And of course that means I cash my wager again. There's a couple other teams that I think you would throw into the mix as far as if you wanted to take a shot in a mid-major with a big number. Charleston seems to be getting a lot of love. Uh, Northern Kentucky seems to be getting a lot of love, a lot of praise. So I, I look, I'm not even saying that these are the three best mid-majors. I just trust my eyes from what I saw with Oral Roberts. I said, you know what? What a big time number. And Col- dude, Colgate 200. I mean, come on, man. 200. It's worth a five dollar play. I mean, come on, that's a little, that's a beer, that's a, that's a mineral light, you know. So why not? Let's take a shot at that, and if it hits, I actually, that's something I actually, with. I actually would probably save that money and wait until Sunday and see if you can get them to reach the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, you know, and that was one thing I was saying to myself as well is like, I wonder what happens to these numbers, and of course, the a million and one bets that get thrown in my face. And that's something I think a lot of people struggle with. I know I do put my hand in the air is that when you start throwing all these opportunities to wager, you know, there's 19 different ways that you can get involved on whatever your favorite team that you're feeling at that point in time. And I, you know, I get caught up. Oh, the team total, this, that, bah, you know, props here, you know? So I said, this was an easy wager, a fun one. And I got a nice big old juicy number where $5 pays out. Uh, over a thousand bucks. So I'm marking the tape, Joe Tanzi. One of those teams, they're making the final four. Book it. All right, let's go on. They're very, they're very much, they're very much not, but uh, I appreciate your enthusiasm. Hey, nobody said anything about St. Peter's last year. Nobody said anything about Loyola Chicago the year before it is 11 and seed making the final four. Nobody said anything about George Mason. Nobody's, these are, hey, Cinderella's. No, the reason why they're Cinderella's is because nobody has them going that far, right? First week, every one of those teams I just mentioned, there was some analyst that did a hit before the tournament started that said exactly what you just said. Normally, 
There's going to be chaos in the beginning. I think everything's going to calm down. The Elite Eight, we'll see UCLA, Virginia, uh, you know, all the teams that we have known over the years. But you know what? I want a little anarchy, all right? Just one team. I'm not asking for three teams. I want out of the Elite Eight, seven big programs, and then give me one Cinderella, and that's always what I want. But we'll see how it works out. We got a long way to go until we got to fill that bracket out. That's on Sunday. So enough of that. Let's talk about some games that are happening today. Before we do that, though, of course, want to recap yesterday. Hey, speaking of the Pitt Panthers, a little tight. Was wondering if that three-pointer was going to fall for, uh, the hell did they play Georgia Tech? Excuse me. I was thinking Wake. The, the Pitt Panthers were almost disowned yesterday. My goodness. Um <sighs> What a second half roller coaster that was. Yes, but that's and, that's that's tournament time. Like, I mean, look at Wisconsin w- was literally dead, and they came back and somehow made it a game. I mean, DePaul coming out of nowhere in the final minute to beat what Seton Hall. What what a play at the end of that game. What a game. What a but like half. at the at the end of the day, like Wisconsin was the only casualty. Like everybody who was supposed to win mm-hmm. won, which sets up today as that the prove it or or lose it game for all of these bubble teams. But I mean, what, what a horrendous pick of Wisconsin money line by me. Um, but they're the only team that was on the bubble that lost. So now yeah. it's, it's, it's a free for all today. It, it really is everything to play for, for all of these bubble teams that are starting on the, the next four buys line and over because one loss could derail, you know, whatever you're, you're aiming for here in the tournament. No, you're right about that. And um, if yesterday was sponsored by Bubblicious, what is today's sponsorship? I'm curious. You could work on that. Prove it uh, or lose bubble. it. Yesterday was Bubblicious. We can't stay with the bubble, right? I think I, I, I'm, I'm feeling that's like, what it is. I'm feeling no, but prove it or lose it. I understand why you say that, but I feel like we could tie it. We get creative. You did a bubblegum sponsorship yesterday. You can't do a bubblegum sponsorship two days in a row. So I'm thinking like Slim Fast or some dietary supplement. Prove it or lose it. I don't know. Think on it. We got 20 minutes. <laughs> um, all right. From yesterday, though, again, we opened up. Nice victory there. Sweated out, but Pitt came out on top. Covered the seven. Uh, Villanova with an easy victory. And Colgate with that double-digit dub. I went three and one yesterday. I'll take that after one and know the day before Joe, not too sure since you're, you're wild and you just wager all day, but that's what college basketball at this time. Of year I went three, two. I went, okay. I went three, two, you know, nice. Oklahoma state, Oklahoma state saved me. The big 12 saved me last night, but Wisconsin, I mean, Wisconsin was as good as my PSG picks yesterday in soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know Killian Mbappe had a, had another name. I just learned that yesterday. I think I learned it yesterday. Do you know did, did Killian Mbappe hitting? Am I right? Like, did I read that right, or is that something wrong on the uh, on the the app might, that I was reading? Might have been something wrong. I don't know. I don't know what. So you never heard? Okay, so it might have been something yeah. wrong with. Okay, because I was on the Score app. I love the Score app. It it it's very user friendly in my opinion, and it had another name after. I'm like, he's got another name after Killian Mbappe. I'm looking at yeah online right well, now. Well, he might he might he might have like a like a like his mom's last name sometime certain like yeah yeah, yeah 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 there it is yeah that might Killian be Mbappe Lawton L O T T I N I've never seen that before I just know yeah him cert- as Mbappe certain well yeah certain places just kind of list it like that interesting all right 
Uh, enough about that play. Anyways, let's talk uh, anything else from last night. And I always think this is a really important question. Whatever game, whatever angle, maybe a game that you're not going to play, but something that is piquing your interest. Anything you're taking from yesterday's games, looking forward to applying it today or something that you're going to stick in the back of your mind from yesterday's games while you're watching today's games. I, I don't think so. Like I, just because every, everything is, um, I'm, I'm trying to think the best way to describe this is that the best way to describe this is everything one is expected. I think like, like look, take Villanova, for example. We didn't learn a damn thing about Villanova yesterday. No. We knew they we knew they were better than Georgetown. Yeah. Same same thing applies to North Carolina playing Boston College. NC State, maybe, but if you look at the long run of the season, NC State has been better than Vatek, and Vatek's been very inconsistent. So no, I don't think we learned anything yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think we just we just found out that all of these teams are on the bubble for a reason, but they're better than the worst teams in their conferences. And that's, and that's fine. You want a day of calm. That's okay. Uh, there aren't many bid thieves out there. Um, although they're all getting to potentially one out West. when We get into our place today. Um, but other than that, yeah, like it was pretty calm yesterday. I mean, DePaul is going to lose today. Ohio State's probably going to lose today. Minnesota's probably going to lose there, today. Exactly where so I wanted like, to go with you. Exactly what I want to just ask. I want to follow up and say, since you just said, like, hey, we knew yesterday Georgetown or Villanova was better than Georgetown, right? Mm-hmm. Is there a game or two that we know, hey, man, this team ain't losing. You know, there's no way they're going to lose. I get it. Point spread. That's the ultimate equalizer. But what's a game on the schedule today that you know pinpoint that team is better than that team? It might be at noon in five minutes. Although they Which just one? played a really Which one? good game. Marquette, Marquette St. St. John's. Yeah. Um, Duke-Pittsburgh might have a, might have that distinction. Um, Pittsburgh might just not be as good as we think they are. And yeah. Duke's, Duke's rolling at the moment. They are. Um, no, I think they're all... This is where we get down pretty- to the next level. They're all pretty evenly matched. Yeah. Like I, I don't see, like looking at the lines today, I don't see a a discrepancy that I think is egregious. I mean, Clemson, NC State to pick them. That's no surprise because Clemson just beat the brakes off of them. Um, yeah, no, nothing, nothing really surprising on on the lines today, which is which is good. Like we know to what to expect. Now I hope there's a little bit of chaos. I hope one or two bubble teams lose. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see how that all goes. I think the biggest point spread on the board today. I got two, two or thirteen and a half. But really, all right. So we'll just stay with the bigger programs as I'm finishing up. Well, there's a lot of games. Xavier over DePaul. Xavier's a twelve and a half point favorite. That's pretty big. Um, sixteen. Wichita State over Tulsa. Yeah, but Tulsa's been awful this year. And Wichita State is that? I mean, they're sixteen point favorites. So can you really be? Yeah, but. Tulsa... Tulsa's been historically bad, and they're really bad ATS. So that that, that makes perfect sense. Maryland's a thirteen point favorite over Minnesota. That's a big number. that. That's somewhat fascinating, but I, I don't know. Maryland should beat Minnesota by double digits. Like that's Minnesota's been awful in the Big Ten all year. Um, the two games that I just wanted to come back to, as far as big numbers are concerned, here with bigger 
programs. Uh, let's see here. I just had it. I'm sorry. Well, you got nine and a half UCLA over Colorado. Colorado's atrocious. Why are they only nine and a half point favorites? Over well, because Jalen Clark just got rolled off for the season. Wow. I mean, I mean that that's worth what a few points, and and they just played in Boulder, and it was a four point game. UCLA had to. Defender. I mean, that's that's the biggest kind of question mark I look at at that game today. Um, yeah, UCLA should win that game. But do they take a half to maybe adjust with with Jalen Clark being out? Like, what's what's the situation there with UCLA? How quickly do they adapt? And to me, that's kind of the, the biggest thing. And, and it plays to your your point here about big point spreads because I believe Tennessee is a double digit favorite against that's Ole Miss. Where was, that's where I was going next. Yep, twelve points. Tennessee, Tennessee, and UCLA are kind of in, intertwined with their narratives right now because. We know Jalen Clark is out for UCLA. How did how does UCLA deal with it? I think they deal with it better than Tennessee will without Sakai Ziegler because you still have Jaime Hawkins, you still have Tiger Campbell, and the Pac-12 is is very weak. I think if UCLA suffers, it's tomorrow, not today. Um, Tennessee, that's going to be interesting. Um, I think today is a perfect time for them to kind of experiment with things. Make sure that they got the right rotations in there. Um, yeah, is Vescovy going to be their, their ball handlers? Tyrese Key going to have a, a bigger role off the bench? Um, Ole Miss already fired their coach. They're kind of just waiting to waiting to be done with the year um, to hire and, Chris and Beard, which it goes which goes along with anything you've known about Ole Miss athletics. True. Um, so I think that's what you look for in terms of like broader national like NCAA tournament storylines. Like if, if it's UCLA and Tennessee, you're not watching them today because you think they can beat Colorado and Ole Miss. You know they're going to beat them. But how how do they perform? Is there any drop-off? You know, Tennessee had that drop-off at Auburn uh, on Saturday without Ziegler. So how do they manage these games before they face tougher opponents? I think is massive with both UCLA and Tennessee, especially if you're locked in the futures like I am with UCLA. Uh, and like a lot of people have been with Tennessee from earlier in the season, you want to make sure you have the best product possible uh, from the parts that they have. And uh, it's a big question mark for both of those teams going into going into the postseason. All right, let's stay big picture with you. With so many games to choose from, we'll get to your plays. Mm-hmm. But what's your favorite conference tournament right now? Like what conference tournament do you look at and say, I got a good vibe on this one? I mean, the Big 12 – I mean, you have four games that could be Sweet 16 matchups today. And, like, I'm including Oklahoma State in that because at their peak, I think they, they could be really good. Um, so in terms of just, like, pure quality of games, the Big 12 takes the cake, and it's, it's not even close. But um, in terms of bubble storylines, it's the ACC because you have NC State, Clemson, and, and North Carolina. And, and if Pitt loses, do they – get thrown into the mix. And then, of course, the Big East are, are, always has a soft spot soft mm. spot in my heart. And I think those games, uh, just just being in Madison Square Garden, uh, can be really good. And you have a desperate Villanova team against Creighton tonight. You have – can DePaul do something against Xavier? Maybe in the first half? I don't think so. But it's there. It's a story. DePaul usually doesn't play more than one game at MSG. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Big East for my heart. ACC for – the bubble, and if you want just sheer competitiveness, Sweet 16 quality games, 
uh, just watch the Big 12 all day. I love it. And actually, I want wallet. What's the one you look at that you feel confident in as far as wagers are concerned? How about that? Add that one to the mix. I don't have one. I'm all over the place with bets today. <laughs> all right. Let's get to your plays then. All right. Let's get to your plays. Let's dial it up because we got to definitely talk about our favorite head coach and our favorite program on the way out. But uh, tonight or today, I mean, again, we're recording this right now at noon. Just a game just went off right now. Uh, next one up is 1230 Iowa State Baylor. You got ECU South Florida at 1230, Mississippi State Florida at 1, Ohio Ball State at 130. I mean, so much action. Pitt and Duke at 230. Ah, Providence, UConn at 230. Let's go. Where are we going? Where are your plays? What do you like? So first and foremost, I tweeted out at like 10 a.m. about these first half and game unders. Um, the first one didn't hit. So it, if it's around 2 o'clock and you're getting like all sorts of emojis from me and just like depressing text messages – and that's before Manchester United plays today. So it could just be a really bad afternoon for me emotionally if if these first half and game over, uh, unders don't hit and Manchester United loses. But uh, we move on. It's championship week. Um, you know how I said there's a potential bid stealer out there? It's in the pack. It, it's in the pack 12. So we know UCLA, Arizona, and USC seem like the locks. Arizona State is playing for its tournament life against USC in the late night game tonight, which you only stand up for to watch Bill Walton. Although that should be a really good game. Keep an eye on Washington State. They've won seven straight. They're the five seed. They play Oregon today. Uh, Oregon's been super inconsistent all season long. Uh, Washington State just beat Oregon by three points uh, a few Sundays ago. Because UCLA seems a smidge vulnerable with the Jalen Clark injury. Washington state has my attention if they beat Oregon today, because if they're hot, you know, we, we've seen, we saw it two years ago with Oregon state in the PAC 12. Uh, and then eventually got to the, uh, what the elite eight. Um, this is your one bid stealer that seems real in the power conferences. Villanova, you could make the case in the big East. I don't know if they get past Creighton. And if they do, can they get past Xavier? Um, the path for Villanova is a lot more difficult. Whereas Washington state, could they take advantage of, of UCLA's injury? Um, that's going to be very interesting. I'm on Wazoo money line games at five 30. Uh, I'm just riding the, the really, really hot hand in the pac 12. They annihilated Cal yesterday. Uh, who's one of the worst teams in the pac 12. And um, I just, I haven't, I haven't been able to trust Oregon. Like I have in past seasons. I think I'm just going to ride the hot hand here with Wazoo and, not saying they beat UCLA, but they might be frisky as a dog, depending on what that spread comes out tomorrow. Uh, if that's the matchup we get on the top half of the Pac-12 back. All right. I like that play. I like that idea. And and, and like you, nobody knows these teams better than you. So now you made me interested. Now my, my follow-up would be, uh, I don't get the Pac-12 network. Am I going to be able to watch this game or no? No. Jeez. Come on. The late game's on ESPN. All right, so Arizona State, USC, or no. Um, yeah, Arizona State, USC at 1130 is on ESPN, so you at least and, have that. And that's not Bill Walton? No, that probably will be Bill. Bill, okay. Bill, Bill has like a floating schedule between ESPN and Pac-12. Oh, he's floating, all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next game up for you, sir. Where are we going? Uh, let's go to the bubble because that's really where today's focus is. Um, Penn State. Got to win this game. Got to beat Illinois. Um, 
the big victory 12. last time we saw them play. Big, good, big um, second half. Good, good game. I watched. Yeah, Maryland's also really bad in the road, so I I kind of chalk that up to a combination of all those things. Um, Penn State, look, they to their credit, they won five of six. That's really hard to do in the Big Ten. Uh, consistency has been remarkably difficult for anybody other than Purdue to find in that conference. Yeah. Uh, they're on the last four in line right now. Um, and the Rutgers-Michigan game that's going to tip off before this post is, is the big one in the Big Ten today because if, if Michigan wins, then you know are they going to steal Rutgers' spot? It, it's a whole ordeal. But Penn State needs this just to feel safe about themselves, to beat Illinois, stay in Chicago one more day. Um, it's a tight line, and, and they beat Illinois 93-81 uh, on Valentine's Day. Again, this is kind of a – a situational play like we had with Oklahoma state yesterday, like with Wisconsin yesterday, they need to win to, to keep going and feel confident. I think a win probably in Penn state spot. They're the, the first team on the last four in on Lenardi's, which means they would be what number 65 of 68. Um, a win today does them a lot of good. So I look at that and um, as, as the dog with more motivation than Illinois, I'll take Penn State. And by the way, Jalen Pickett, one of the most phenomenal players in in Division One. Uh, who thought we'd be saying that about a Penn State player just, what, five, ten years ago? That program's done a, a complete 180. Who's the uh, Penn State guy that's the analyst? Um, the Crispin? Has, yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I haven't really followed too much. Penn State hoops over the years, although they weren't that bad, right? They had a pretty decent coach. They fired him. Who's that? They won coach? the NIT. Chambers. I think Thank they you. won the NIT. I think they won the NIT. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with Penn State. And uh, anything else for you that you want to go ahead and push right now on this pod? Yeah. So I'll just go over the rest of, of what Thanks. I have highlighted here. Um, Let's talk about New Mexico really quick because they were the the hot team early on in the season. They started 14-0. Uh, they dealt with some injuries. They've been all over the place in February. And this kind of goes against my, my thinking with bubble teams because Utah State is the last team in right now um, on Lenardi's bracket. You know, Pick your favorite bracketologist on, on what you uh, want to believe or where these teams stand. But New Mexico is – they're a good team. And they're outside the – the bracket because they just had a really awful February with Jalen House being hurt. Um, but I look at this game and I think it's going to be close. I think New Mexico's in it from the start, uh, potentially win this game. They're a three and a half point underdog. Um, so that's the way I, I kind of approach this game. Utah State's going to be playing a little bit nervy um, in the Mountain West tournament. I, I just think New Mexico might be the better team in this game. Um, that being said, I've watched a lot of a lot more New Mexico than I have Utah State, but um, I circled them as a, a potentially frisky dog at three and a half. Uh, so that's very very interesting. So we got Wazoo and Penn State in the money line. New Mexico plus three and a half. Um, Iowa, just please show up and, and kill Ohio State. Like we don't need to have be have the talk of a, a thirteen seed in the Big Ten uh, continue to go on. Uh, let's just get the job done. Um, I take Iowa minus four and a half in the, I believe that's the second big 10 game. Um, I just think they're the better team. Ohio state's going to end up, um, just showing their true colors at some point in this, 
this magical run of winning three games in a row or three games out of four, whatever it is. Um, it's the most game they game games they've won in a consecutive stretch this season. Uh, there's a reason why they're they're bad. So I'm going to ride with the more consistent team in Iowa. Um, NC State Clemson over 148. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of points in that game. NC State playing a little desperate. Clemson playing a little desperate. That could end up being the game of the night just because there, there's there's so much involved. There's a lot of offense there. Um, so circle that game if if you want. Uh, a, a little snack before the Arizona State USC game. I am which, hungry. Which would be uh, a pretty good game. And then TCU. Keep that six pack of picks. TCU minus two. A lot of people are going to be talking about TCU um, in the next few weeks because Mike Miles is back. And when they were at their best, I mean, they annihilated Kansas inside Allen Fieldhouse in mid January. And that kind of caught off our attention. Mike Miles got hurt. And then it's like, oh, well. What do we make of TCU? I think they're the better team in Kansas State. I think that shows tonight. Um, and look, when Mike Miles was healthy, they beat K State 82 68. When he wasn't, they lost 82 61 to K State in that run of five losses in six games. Well, Mike Miles is back. He's had a few games under his legs now. I think TCU is the team uh, that's, that's better. It shows because they're a two point favorite. Uh, and I like them. So we're going to go. Iowa minus four and a half, Wazoo and Penn State money lines, uh, TCU minus two, North Carolina State, Clemson over 148, and New Mexico plus three and a half. And I pray to God that one of these unders in the noon slate hits, or it could just be a catastrophic day. We could be playing catch up from like 230 on. Do you have any, um, as far as what's going on with Lampkin and everything that's going on in the social media world, every uh, the coaching and all that, uh, any worries about that coming into play this evening? I mean, that, Lampkin's a big dude, right? I mean, like, he's a big player for them, correct? He is. Yeah, I think this comes down to me. It comes down to Miles. I think he's their best player. And um, Kansas State, I mean, they didn't have any significant injuries, right? And they've gone through – a little bit of a rough patch in February. And look, they had a four game winning streak before they lost to Western Virginia, but one wins over Oklahoma, the worst team in the big 12. Um, two of the wins are at home and one win over Oklahoma state who struggled. So I'm not taking too much stock in K-State's resurgence. I think, I think TCU is kind of just the better team here. Okay. Excellent. All right, we've got a couple minutes left here. Again, not paying for subscription for Zoom. Gives us 30. I think that's plenty. Uh, Quickly on this, Jim Boeheim, Syracuse. Number one, they lost. Awesome. But Jim Boeheim out. And the way it ended, it was very odd. You know, look, it's 47 years. He's been the coach. He's been involved in that that program 60 years, I think they said. Uh, It's just crazy. Like, I'm not here to say that he deserved better or anything along those lines. It was just so odd the way he answered a question and immediately once that came down. So um, number one though, Bayheim and Syracuse, I, you know, I, as much as it was fun to watch them lose, I want to give a little love and I know he was miserable, but I did enjoy those runs. <laughs> I enjoyed Jerry McNamara. I remember that year very well. Of course, Carmelo, all that, um, you know, and, and Syracuse football used to be a big thing that went away a long time. Like Bayheim has kept that program, you know, he's one of the top dogs when it comes to college basketball coaching. And I know he wasn't like a, a big time national championship winner, but did make a few final fours over the last couple of you know, years. 
I don't know. I, I just want to give him respect, but at the same time, I'm happy he's gone. Yeah, it, it felt like he's two or three years overstayed um, his welcome. It was bizarre. Look, I get it. <laughs> the, the, the way he answered the questions. Um, but to me, the, the way that came off, the way like the sequence of events happened was that I think he was kind of waiting on the university to, to drop the announcement. And that's why he, he answered it the way he did. Like, it's on them. Um, I think he was trying to be kind of like, let's, let's make this announcement in lockstep here. And, and there was kind of a gap in communication. Like, that's the way I took it. I don't think he was um, pushed out or, or whatever. I feel like if, if they already had the succession plan in place, which they did very quickly, um, this had to have been in the works for at least a few weeks. You would think so. You would think so. My, you know, look, they could have the succession plan all, all they want, but my, I guess the big question would be if Jim Beheim wanted to return for another year, was he getting a thumbs up? I don't think he was. Not just based off of yesterday, but based off of yesterday, but in the totality of everything. And I don't think he deserved another year, but this dude, this is all he knows. He's 78 years old. It's all yeah. he knows, you know? So I don't think he wanted to, to hang it up, but it's time to move on. What do they, what do you know about the guys taking over former player? I mean, he's been in the system for a while. I don't know much about him, but um, it feels like they're following in the, the Duke path, the Villanova path of some somebody who's within the family. Um, they're not going outside, um, which, you know, it's had some mixed results. Uh, I mean, and UNC did it too with, with Hubert. So mm -hmm. um, it feels like that's kind of the, the path a lot of these teams have been taking lately. All right, 60 seconds on the clock, and I mean 60. couple of <laughs> rapid-fire ones for you. Villanova and Creighton. Villanova winning that game, plus 180 money line? No. Bill Self, big-time deal, going to miss tonight's game. Yes or no, in your opinion? No, because Norm Roberts has been there uh, for a long time as his number one assistant. Four-point spread? Should we just bang Kansas here? Uh, I wouldn't bang him, but uh, I don't think you um, you think of – Kansas otherwise with uh, a guy who's been around as an assistant for a long time leading that game today. UConn Providence, seven point spread Huskies. They feel like they're the better team. Providence eh, wasn't all that good this year. Your thoughts. If UConn wins the over hits, if Providence wins the under hits. I like that. All right. We'll wrap it up there. Great stuff. Joe, as usual, Jay Tanzi, nine zero bleacherreport.com at foxphlgambler.com. Joe, enjoy the game, sir. Best of luck. Let's cash some tickets and we'll catch up tomorrow. I'm sure you'll be awake like me at 1130 for Bill. Tonight, I will be actually. Tonight, I will be up probably about 1230. I'll be going to bed. <laughs> Same. And, that'll, and that'll do it. Brace for Winnings, an iHeartRadio podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Brace for Winnings is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. 
You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.